Hi, my name is Dawn Smith-Theodore. I'm a marriage and family therapist who specializes in the treatment of eating disorders. I'm a former professional dancer, also a former dance studio owner in Los Angeles. I am recovered from anorexia, and I'm also the author of a book called Too Too Thin, A Guide to Dancing Without an Eating Disorder. The Too Too Thin podcast will explore the complex relationship between dancers, athletes, their body image, and the prevention of eating disorders. As always, you can reach me through my website at dawntheodore.com. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Too Too Thin podcast. Uh, my name is Dawn Smith Theodore, and I'm happy to have you listening today. Um, today we have a, a very important guest who I think has a very um, great story that you will relate to, and her name is Michelle Shaviano, and um, and she is a dancer currently in Texas. Uh, but I'm going to let you let her tell you more about um, her journey. And I think she's an important uh, addition to the Tutu Thin family. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So, you know, you reached out to me and sent me a very poignant story that touched me. And um, so I wondered if you would, you know, be willing to share with the listeners, just a little bit about your story, how you ended up as a dancer, kind of your road to becoming a dancer and come of some of the challenges in between. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So um, I was born in Miami, Florida, and um, my whole family was is from Cuba. My parents are Cuban. Um, no one was ever a dancer in my family. I am the first one. Um, went to normal public school. I was very happy child who just danced for the pure joy of it. Um, and it was at the age of nine that I found, um, Magali Suarez at the art of classical ballet. Um, she's very renowned teacher. And I always quote that as that's the moment where the seed was planted. That's where, I was told I had a lot of potential, but I also was exposed to it's just, which is, I didn't value it as much at the time to some of the best Cuban dancers to ever dance. Uh, Jose Manuel Carreño, Taras Dimitro, um, Adiaris Almeida, Rolando Sarabia, who was my first potted up partner at the age of 10. So I was, I was just, I mean, ballet became everything. Um, and then from there, I started to attend what's called, it no longer exists, um, the Carreño Summer Program in Sarasota, Florida. And it was hosted and created by Jose Manuel Carreño. And it was just so fun. And he invited this men who ended up becoming my mentor and guardian in England. Um, He invited Loipa Araujo, who was one of the four Cuban jewels of classical ballet. And I met her and I was just like, she was every, every correction she gave, I took, I was the sponge. Um, And at the age of 16, she told my mom, or at least suggested that I audition for English National Ballet School. And of course, my mom was like, uh, 
no, <laughs> because she's like, you're going, that's way too far. I mean, I hadn't finished high school. I was just, it was very young, but I told her, let me just try. There's nothing wrong with sending a video. Let me just try. And because they had a university program attached to it, which is fantastic. So you would train and the teachers would come to you and help you get your bachelor's in performing arts. So I, that, that was awesome. So I got accepted and then I got a full scholarship. So of course, then my mom was like, okay, so then we can't stay no. So um, I decided to make the move and Loipa became my guardian because I was under 18 and I joined. Um, it's a three-year program. I joined in the second year. So I didn't have to start from the first year. Um, and aside from everything that happened you know, it was, it was a great experience. I, I mean, I finished it there because I just, it was a great experience and I learned so much, um, got exposed to so much, a bunch of dancing opportunities. Um, but unfortunately, um, that's when my, my issues started to come up. And, um, like I was telling you before, prior to leaving, I mean, I would eat anything that I wanted, um, never had to worry about what I consumed, never looked at myself in the mirror and questioned anything or didn't like anything. Um, it was just not even a thought in my mind. And so, like I said, when I got to England and I was with the other girls in my year, um, I f was f made to feel different, um, very different. and. Instead of me opening up about it, I just kept trying to fix myself. So anything that I could do myself, I fixed. But it was getting frustrating and difficult because I started to build more muscle. I started to just change, which now I realized I was becoming a woman, which is normal. But I started to change and... I didn't know what was happening. So then the school decided they were going to quote unquote help me. Um, and in helping me, I think they, they didn't, they did not. Um, and like I told you, they recommend I do the five to two diet. They recommended I consume whey protein. They had me see a psychologist to maybe see what was going on. Um, and that was proven to be quite rather pointless. Um, so finally I went home for like a break and my, that's when I mentioned to you that my sister actually has Hashimoto's and she was going through it. And then she saw my symptoms and she's like, you need to go get checked. And as soon as I got checked, there was hypothyroid and Hashimoto's disease, which is the autoimmune attached to it. So I started on medication and it is something that till this day, fluctuates. And it is something that till this day, I have to routinely get checked to keep it in check. And which is absolutely not a problem at all, because I have found a great endocrinologist to help me um, do that. So I figured out after so many years, I mean, after so much blame to myself that you weren't the problem, you know, you were made to feel like as if you were the problem. Um, but you weren't the problem. So once that changed, 
my whole dancing changed my whole it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy how connected my artistry on stage, the way I enjoyed performances completely changed because you love yourself and you just enjoy dancing without worrying about what others say or what others might say or what you think others are thinking. Um, so it was, it was, it was a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. So did you go back to England? Um, no, no, I did not. I then went to Romania for just like a little bit. Um, and I joined a company there, but because at that point, English national is such a big company. I was kind of coming to a realization that I prefer, uh, like I'd rather be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Like that was, that was where I felt best. So I joined this company in Romania, but uh, the four flights it took for my family to get to see me. It's just like, I don't see this being permanent. Like I'm very close to my family. So I decided to come back to America eventually and start my career in the United States after that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, how, you know, like, what do you wish would have been available to you? At the time Mm. when you were a young dancer, because, you know, many times young dancers are, like you said, finally, I felt good about myself. But as you know, as a dancer, many times young dancers don't feel good about themselves. And, you know, even if there's not an issue with health or weight or anything, it's just the criticism of, you know, um, or the comparison with other dancers or, or comments coming from teachers, which of course we need, we need to be critiqued, but it's like, you know, what do you wish would, because you were far away from home and that's also got to be hard for a young dancer. So what do you wish would have been available to you? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I wish, uh, some, you know, one thing is really important is I wish someone told me, Hey, FYI, your body will change. Um, and, and I mean, that came to like, I used to not care what I ate, but like, maybe like as an athlete, maybe you need to eat a little bit more of this, or you need to be just, I never was informed of anything. I never. So then when I get there, I'm just like, I, I, I didn't even know how to cook anything. I I didn't know. So I wish someone told me it's normal for your body to go from a child to being looking like a child to look like a woman. And then the main thing is, and I don't know, you know, I know that'll take a long time, but I know there are efforts towards that is I wish schools and companies would provide the correct guidance. And now I say correct because the guidance that I had actually did more harm than good. So I wish they provided the correct cross-training programs for each individual dancer. Like we are all very different. Um, And with that, I wish they provided a better analysis of the body and like, you know, take into consideration that you have this so you can eat this. So we need to create a better team for the dancer. because it's, it, it, if not, it's just not gonna help. And the good thing with me, I, so I don't, I never compared myself. And I say that because I think I was too busy judging myself. So I never 
compared myself to the other dancer. Um, but I, because I was too busy judging myself, but I feel like if dancers, for example, um, the company I was in and had a couple dancers that I decided to mentor out of just, I, I can sense that they're struggling. So I just provided that extra, like, Hey, let's talk about it. Um, and something like that being more open between the dancers to, Hey, we see you, we know you're going through it, but everyone supports you. Like it's hard enough as it is, you know? So, but if I had to say, I wish something was provided with correct guidance, nutritionists, cross-training programs, all of that, all of that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think companies and studios are trying it just takes time, yeah. you know, and it's been such a um, male dominated world as far as people who ran the companies. And that makes a difference, I think. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, you want to please and you think you have to do whatever it takes to please versus, you know, I, as you were talking and you were saying each, everybody's different. Think about it. Every dancer is different. Some people have good feet. Some people have good extension. Some people have great turnout. Everybody's body is different with regards to what they can provide to the dance world. Right. And it's the same thing with everybody's body's different. You know, some people are more muscular. Some people are more lean. It just is. But being able to work with each individual person and not yeah. make them feel bad about what they look like. Exactly. And I feel like, so, you know, um, actually it's surprising my school director at the time, who's not there anymore, they have a whole new, you know, program and directors instead of school directors, but the director at the time was a female. And I think a lot of her judgment was influenced by her own path. So, so she had maybe some sort of issue and then that translated to how she viewed it. So she preferred the thinner dancer. She gave opportunities to the thinner dancer. Um, audition opportunities um, were taken away because of the way I looked. And so sh- her, her image was shaped based on her experiences. And that's something that I think needs to change because although I went through all of that, I'm still very aware of Dance is aesthetic. I understand, but there is a way to go about it. Um, so I'm trying not to shape my image based on my experiences alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, yeah, I think that's really true because if you also have a woman who maybe had an eating disorder in her past or whatever, is, yeah. it, that's going to have an impact too. We're impacted sure. by our own experiences, Absolutely. but I love the thing that you said about mentors, because I think that there are dancers who are maybe in a main company that could mentor, whether it's apprentices or trainees or, you know, dancers in a, in a school, um, yes. because it makes a huge difference. Yes. And, um, you know, it's one of the reasons I used to go speak a lot at different um, companies or dance studios, but I can only get to so many versus right. 
that's why I decided to do the podcast was because I could at least reach other people um, or more people right. and across the world. Um, because to me, it's really important. I want, you know, it's like, I want dancers to be healthy in all aspects and, and know that they, the, their value is so much better if they are healthy, you yes. know, they're going to have longevity as a dancer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. How do you feel like all of this impacted your trajectory as a dancer? Um, Quite a bit. So it's actually one of the main reasons I started my other passion, my own business called Soulflow Movement Center, which is cross training for dancers. So I became certified in geritonic um, at the age of 18. And it's been incredible in Pilates, uh, progressing ballet technique, and now most recently, all of the Lisa Howell courses, who's one of the biggest PTs in Australia and just a genius. So I decided to create that to then help dancers, young dancers, create an individualized program for any like sort of cross training or issues. It's it's just, it's it's been my passion and it came out about from that because as soon as I realized I needed to take a hold of my own life and career, um, I started to find all of those resources myself. And then the main thing it's helped me impact, which is just beautiful, is I've come across some of the best mentors and teachers from this. Um, Jennifer Milner is the one who I'm currently working with, and she's very big on, you know, everything health-wise, cross-training, mental health, everything. She's absolutely, she's here in Texas, who I'm going to miss dearly when I leave. But mentors I came across, um, and one of the main ones was, his name is Francis Villette, and he's the one that I came back to Florida and I just realized the thyroid thing was going to be kind of hard to deal with. But he was like, you can do it. You can do it. And either you're going to take it or we're going to victimize ourselves and just let it, you know, and I, I persevere because of the people around me. So it helped me. It, it, it Everything that happened in England helped me meet the people I needed to meet in my future, which then they helped me create who I am today. So I wouldn't have it any other way. I would not. It's so interesting. I I feel like our lives are like tapestries and we yes. take different weaves and different roads and but each road leads us into a new door, a new road, you know. So, yeah, I think that's really true. Um tell me about do you do it over your your business? Do you mm-hmm. do it over Zoom with yes. dancers? Yes. So, I I teach dancers, uh, I teach Miami City Ballet Company and the Pre-Pro School. I teach dancers at from De Cruz Ballet on Zoom. I teach dancers um, who are over still in Florida in the school I taught. So yeah, you have the right props and you have the right space and it's magical what you can do. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I love gyrotonics. My um, really dear friend that I've known for so many years and was on the podcast would danced for uh, American ballet theater and then San Francisco ballet. And she lives in Clearwater now and teaches uh, gyrotonics, but also teaches ballet, but teaches gyrotonics. So does 
the cross training. So yeah, it's Good. it's an important thing. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, and I think the more that that can be available to dancers, the better. Yeah, and it's crazy how you start working with these beautiful, talented young dancers, and um, when we start to you know tweak certain, just thinking about like ex- physical exercises. And they're like, yeah, it's because I was always told that I do this wrong. And I'm just like, they already come with this predisposed notion that this is wrong with them. And I, so it, it is a cross training program, but it ends up being like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Before we fix this physical quote unquote, what they feel is a weakness. You have to change your mentality towards it. No, this isn't, there's nothing wrong with you. It's absolutely nothing wrong. It's just, you have to approach it a little bit different. So it's, it's, it's sad almost still how they come with those negative comments about themselves. Yep. And that is what drives, I mean, because I always say to people, the mind and the body have to work together and their elevator needs to be stopping at all the floors. And when the brain is got all these negative thoughts, whether it's about your body or your feet or your whatever, it's going to stop the way you actually move your body and perform. Uh, 100%. 100%. Yep. I, I, there's, it, it comes to the point where it's even specific steps. I competed at the, with Magali at the China IBC over in Beijing a few years ago. And something as simple as a step up turn, I got so traumatized by that turn because I didn't do it well on stage that for many years I would approach it and it was just like, And to the point where we had to mentally break down the step, take the fear away. And now it's just such an easy thing to do. But, but that all started up here. So things, silly things like that, really. Yeah. It's so important that, like you said, in the very beginning, you need to love yourself and believe in yourself so that that critical negative in your head is not controlling what goes on in your body. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about, um, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about the emphasis on health for dancers. Do you think like you're currently at a company, you're going to a new company. Uh, Do you want to tell us about that? You have exciting news. Yes. So I will be joining um, Charlottesville Ballet for their 2023, 2024 season. Um, I am super excited because they, they, it's been a great experience where I'm at here and I've had many dancing opportunities, but I'm always, you know, there's always things as I get older that I look for and they have such an emphasis on valuing the dancer, making sure the dancer is okay, making sure they do this thing. I mean, the director briefly mentioned every Friday, they do 10 minutes of mindful meditation. Um, Something so small that when she said it, I was like, wow, I, I value that. I, I've never had that. Um, and there is, a, you know, the PT is provided for all the time. So um, I'm, I'm just very excited to hopefully go. That's I think I'm at, at an age and a point of my dancing career where what I'm looking for is to be valued as a dancer. Because um, sometimes when you're young. You're just like, I want to dance. I want to dance. I want to dance. And you'll do, you you see, you'll put your dancing before your values. And 
I used to be like that. And now I'm, I'm reversing that role because when dance is over, you're just left with yourself. So that's really important to me. It's true. Well, that's the identity piece. You have to have a life, you know, how, how great for you that you have the company uh, that you've created because you, we are dancers, but we also are many other things in our lives. And you can't just get stuck on that one identity of yes. being a dancer because yes. that, I mean, look, you don't ever have to stop dancing, but if you're not dancing in a company, doesn't mean you're not a dancer. That's just part of your whole persona of who you are. Absolutely. I, I mean, I love that you just said that because it, I I taught for many years in Florida whilst I was there, but, and I, I realized touching, like getting to work with all these young lives and young dancers that ballet is a, for lack of a better word, it's a bit of a selfish endeavor because you have to worry about yourself. I have to train every day. You look at the mirror every day. It's just a lot of like you, 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 but teaching uh, completely filled my cup in a different way because it was just about them. But, but the, but it, it was so special. I, I felt like it was filling, not just my cup, but my heart. Um, because then I was like, this is what life is. You know, my, my experiences are their lessons. So I get to help that. And if I can navigate and help a handful of dancers to have a better approach to their career, then I will hands down do that. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I grew up in a dancing school, uh, and I used to say, and literally we lived in the dancing school because <laughs> my mom and dad built the d- dancing school and then we lived up above. Oh, and wow. so, so the house was built so that when I came home from school, my mom didn't have to worry about what I was doing. I would lived in the dancing school. So, um, but I used to say, I will never teach. I will never teach. I, and so, but you never say never. And, you know, I had a dancing school in Los Angeles for many years and loved it. And there's something very special about, I mean, I think that's part of what dance is, is passing on your knowledge to the next generation. And then they pass it on to somebody else. And, you know, that's, that's what dance is about. So, um, and it's interesting because in ballet, I don't think it changes a lot. But other forms of dance, it does. And so it's like, and it just, you have to just keep recreating and sending it on to the next generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it, yes. And then when you meet these young dancers who are hungry and want to be dancers, you're like, okay, you can help them, but let's do this the right way. And that's how it's going to change eventually, you know? Yeah, I I think um, I love the fact that your new uh, company does mindfulness. <laughs> Who would have known? What a great thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's very hard. I mean, I'll admit it to just sit and meditate, even just for a couple of minutes. It's like, especially as a dancer, where 
So I think, and I think just doing that every Friday, it's almost like also a way to express gratitude for what we do. Cause sometimes we get so warped into this small dance world, um, that it's good to be just reminded and calm and have a clean mind. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, uh, gratitude is such a important part. I think of being a dancer, just being a human, like, you know, being grateful for the things we do have because we get caught up in what we don't have. And as dancers, I think people get caught up in what they don't have as far as faculty, you know, Uh, and, and so being grateful for what you do have and what's available to you and um, gratitude is so important. Yeah. That was one thing that I was taught very early on. And I think it's the way I am. That's why I am the way I am now. My parents came from nothing. You know, they came from a country where it's, there still is communism. And they came, you know, my mom came on the Mariel boat lift at 16 and had nothing. And she made something out of nothing for her future, for her future family. So I'm very grateful for them. And sometimes I'll do the occasional complaining and, and she's fine, but she'll just remind me, like, just know that you have everything. And the main thing you have that we didn't was you have the freedom to change if you don't like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's an important piece. Like we take our freedom in this country for granted. And, you know, like your people, like your parents came here because they wanted to have freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I remind myself all the time and just like, I'm trying to remind my dancers, I feel like there is this sense of like fear that comes from young dancers or just like me too. I was fearful of not being liked and not being, you know, things get taken away. And now I'm like, okay, well I can just change my course. And that's scary and hard at first, but that's called not, not being afraid. Just, you know what, this didn't work. I'm, I'm just going to change my course and that's okay. Yep. Stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And here's the big thing I always say to everybody, trust, trust that it will trust whether you believe in God or the universe or yourself, but trust that it will work out. You know, that you just have to do the footwork and that it will work out whatever's meant to be. But so many times we feel like we have to control the situation and, um, you know, it's like, no, we have, we're so, um, we just have to trust, uh, yeah. you know, for my, for my uh, clients who I work with, with eating disorders, it's trusting your body as dancers. It's trusting your body, you know, and trusting yourself. And yes. so, and it's a lot trust, of trust is a huge piece. Yes. And it's a lot of trusting your mind and being like, this is, this is the right way. This is not trust, you know, that it's going to be okay. And like my mom calls me every morning and reminds me and I'm just like, I get it, mom. She goes, did you wake up and say, thank you, God, for another day? And I'm like, yes, but she's right. We have another day to start over, make the canvas. It starts off white and you can write and do as you wish on it. It's true. We can make it as colorful as we want to. Absolutely. But that's all in how we perceive the day to be, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like you have a pretty cool family. I do. And it's their life experiences that are my lessons. 
Yeah. I mean, that's how, how we learn in life is, you know, people are afraid to make mistakes, but that's how we learn. And not that they're coming here, but they had a hard life to get yeah. here. And yeah. so, yeah. And I, and I, I don't take for granted that I have such an amazing family because I know that not everyone does. I know that. And, and that is the constant throughout this whole life ballet career of mine. I've had them always. Whether it's been going to Romania, which my mom was like, oh, my God, it's always been support and love and acceptance. So that is really important in a dancer's life. That's that's true. It's true. And you can get it from family. You can get it from friends. I mean, there's you can get it from a lot of places, but you need a support system. Yes. Yes. A big one, especially my mom was never a dancer. So there were times where she just didn't know, but amazing people landed in my life because I was willing and open and ready to get better and find solutions. Yeah. Is there a, well, you already told us your mantra. You kind of get up every morning and think of it as a blank. Well, that's my, that's my, that's my mom's mantra. And I think mine is there's, I was told this once by Loipa. And I remember when she would tell me this, I'd be like, why does she keep telling me that? And I, I was young and I'd be like, so it's, it's, it's a mantra that it's very strange, but every time I'm, I'm going to make a decision as a dancer or in life, I ask myself, and she would always be like, she would say it in Spanish, but it was like, there was a fine line between being perseverant and being foolish. And she would always say that. And I was like, why does she keep telling me that? And I think she was very harsh. She is very harsh in her. And it's it's just, that's how she is. And I realized what she was just trying to tell me is, okay, so you have your value. So I view it as any decision I have going forward. Is it going to be good for my future? Or am I just doing this because so-and-so I'm pleasing someone so am I being perseverant towards my values or am I just being foolish and being influenced by, you know, some other person or, or organization? So it's something I, I I question before making a big life decision every day. It's great. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, what, because I think value, we have to hold true to our own values in life and Um, and sometimes those don't always mesh with career things. And so, and you really have to pay attention to what are my values and what's important to me in my life. Yeah. And it, and it, that's the other way dance is going to change. You know, you could be as a dancer, like these are, these are my values, but then your actions speak otherwise. Mm -hmm. If you, these are your values, then you got to stick, stick to them no matter how hard the decision will be. So I value myself. If this doesn't align with my values, then it won't go. And if that means certain things will change, that's okay. Yeah. Yep. So tell us a fun fact about you. Um, oh, well, there's two. One is I'm getting married in August. So that's one. Oh, um, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And the other. So this one, actually, I, I still love this. So if I wasn't going to be a dancer. I would have been an art curator for the Guggenheim. It was a weird, like, passion of mine. So I love art history. And in England, one amazing thing is 
to go into the museums, it's free. You don't have to pay. So I would go on the weekends for hours on my own. It was almost like my therapy for hours on my own, just to the museum. And I loved it. And so I think if I wasn't a dancer, I would have been an art curator. I think it's so cool. You can always do that. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So is your husband-to-be going to move to Virginia with you? That is the plan. (laughs) That is, He's very supportive, not a dancer, but supportive and understands that the dancer life is a little bit different, but is 100% supportive. So I am very lucky. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us again the name of your uh, company. So it's called SoFlow Movement Center. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you have a website? Um, I have an Instagram account. So it's just, okay. it's the name. It's at SoFlow Movement Center. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Important for people to know. Um, yeah. I just want to thank you for taking the time to Ooh. talk to me today. And um, you shared such wisdom. And I'm yes. sure things that will be helpful to other dancers, which is sounds like what you do on a daily basis is that you want to help dancers. So, yeah. Um, yep. So well, thank you for having I, me. I love your book since I was a little girl. So I think it's so fun. Full well, thank circle. you. So I just want to thank you again, Michelle. Um, and for our, our listeners today, um, we hope that you have a wonderful day and, if you need to reach me, you can always reach me through my website at tututhin.com or dontheodore.com. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day.